0: You're listening to episode 109 of the Comics Pals. where a group of comic book journalists and friends who record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics in our daily lives.
1: <coughs> Whew. All right. I'm sorry. I just got here on time, it looks like. Uh, I just came back from Pete's Thanksgiving. Um, they're still having Thanksgiving. They're still eating? They're, yeah, they're having... They, apparently, it's a multi-day pasta course.
2: Oh, oh! They are having pasta. I was wondering if Italians celebrated Thanksgiving.
1: Well, yeah. Um, every Italian family goes to the Olive Garden for Thanksgiving. Right. It's the only restaurant that's open in the wow. country.
3: It's actually when the breadsticks are a shaped like turkeys.
1: Yeah, huh. and and so is Pete for that matter. <laughs> his,
3: his plumage is out,
1: especially
2: bright this Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I just came back from that. I feel really stuffed. I said, "Guys, I gotta go." You do too, Pete. We gotta record a podcast. And he said, "I'm not done. I pasta a ghoul."
0: I said, "All right." So no Pete today then.
1: Yeah, um, and it was it was the wildest thing because you know how Thanksgiving you have all these relatives who go off on crazy tangents talking about things that you don't really want to hear about at the Thanksgiving table. Kind of like this. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> Pete would not shut up about his expertise on the east the entire time. <laughs> He's like, "Listen. Listen, Uncle Stan, I'm the east master. I know everything on the east." <laughs> the <laughs>
0: <Eastmaster>. <laughs> and I went, "Oh boy." And I just kind of dipped my head in the breadsticks. I need I need some kind of fan art based around that. <laughs> because- <laughs> yes. When oh, I no. hear the Eastmaster, oh, all no. I can think of is the Beastmaster, and I don't know if that's a thing. I think it is. Beastmaster, it is, yeah, yeah, it, it is. It yeah. very much is, yeah. Okay, so we my, need... Go ahead.
2: My, my fear with that is it's going to be a very racist caricature.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it probably get super racist super fast. <laughs> let's be honest here. <laughs> but I do like the idea of people, like, people dressing Pete up in anime clothing.
0: That kind of thing? I can get on board with that. There's got to be a way to make that not completely (laughs) awful and also really funny. There's a bridge there. Boy, I don't know. I want to see the I feel like
2: like it's a bridge as wide as a toothpick. It's a very
1: (laughs) narrow. (laughs) Kel's saying that's a bridge too far. I'm saying make Pete look like he's from Dragon Ball Evolution.
0: Oh, Christ. (laughs) So, I guess we can't ask him now because he's not here, but I really wonder what thanksgiving is like in the east and i was hoping to have pete's expertise on that
2: well i mean you gotta think italy is to the east of america so (laughs) (laughs) you know it's gotta be it's gotta be a lot like phil said a lot of olive garden it's like olive garden when you hear your family that's true
0: all right well if we don't get off this subject no one east of anything is ever going to listen to this show again so (laughs) uh instead of talking about that I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about all the places that you can find us and all the ways that you can interact with what we do. So uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, all those great places that host podcasts. You can find us there. Uh, you can write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. We are at the Comics Pals wherever your social media is sold. And, of course, we're on YouTube where, if you're checking this out on YouTube, thank you. And uh, you can make sure to drop us a comment. Leave us a like, share this video with your friends, and subscribe to our channel for more awesome content. Um, just a few a few quick plugs, other than those, uh, we've got some book clubs on the horizon. Uh, Pride of Baghdad is due for release uh, this upcoming Friday, so stay tuned for that. And then we're going to be doing book clubs based on a couple of other things really soon. Uh, we've got a twofer hey, coming up in December. Merry uh, we've got Christmas. Yes, we're giving away, we're giving gifts. The gift of our voices. Uh, so we're doing Klaus and we're doing um, Aquaman. Aquaman. And Klaus is actually a reader suggestion. That's right. That's right. So i so, uh, super excited <clears throat> for that one. Yes
1: yeah, so Aquaman for the movie, uh if you want to read along, we're doing the Jeff Johns first six issues and uh, we're, doing, uh, we're doing
3: we're doing the Jeff Johns the first uh sixteen issues oh,
1: we're doing the full three okay yeah right. yeah. yeah he, it's, th-
3: that's pulling straight from the uh that's where the movie's sort of pulling from and it hits those beats, so we're going to be doing those um and we'll post that uh the weekend after um like the reading notes and everything so that way you guys can just tag along and uh, for both that and Klaus
0: awesome.
1: Exactly, yeah, and Klaus by Morrison, feel free to read along, it's Christmas,
0: etc. And Klaus is actually, like I said, a, uh, a listener suggestion from one Ryan Klubeck, who has written in quite a few times, and actually did write in on this episode, so let's, let's go ahead and read that, uh, that uh, email we got from him.
1: Sure, since Pete's not here, I'll read his email to us. It is titled, Thoughts on Grant Morrison. Ryan says, Hi guys, after listening to your most recent episode, I think it's time we had a real chat about my favorite comics writer of all time, Grant Morrison. Ugh. You all seem to enjoy him to some degree, so I was curious about your favorite Morrison books and why you like them. I'll start. The main reason I like Morrison is that he's just so damn creative, which shows not only in his stories as a whole, but also in his uh, cool little ideas he sprinkles throughout them. Uh, That there is a Green Lantern who exists as a virus rather than a human or humanoid alien, which is what we're used to seeing, is a great example of such an idea. Could not agree more. It is dope as shit. Uh, Additionally, for all the complex philosophical ideas Morrison packs into his stories, he still knows how to pull on your heartstrings. The endings of Klaus and Joe the Barbarian, as well as parts of We Three, had me on the verge of tears and these happen to be the uh, three of my favorite Morrison works. I know he has a reputation for being really out there, but in my opinion, he's at his best when he streamlines his narratives. When Grant goes, quote, Full Morrison, unquote. The results are often mixed, but sometimes they're quite positive. My favorite Full Morrison story is probably Nameless, an Image Comics title that came out a few years ago. As much as I'd like to uh, give the Invisibles that distinction, I thought that book was a bit uneven, with the second half being uh, a little less cohesive than the first. Morrison also understands superheroes better than anyone else. That is evident in his entire late 2000s run on Batman, specifically in Batman R.I.P., where he uh, perfectly shows the uh, determination and foresight that defines the character. Now you're speaking Shonanai's language. That's right. In his story, Batman overcomes a seemingly inescapable death trap, which would be far-fetched for a normal human. However, Morrison weaves in this sort of metatextual idea that Batman thinks of everything and blends it in so well with the dark realism of the world that seems almost counterproductive to think too hard about the plausibility of this feat. On one hand, it is unrealistic because Batman is a man, but he's no average man. He's a superhero. And when you're writing Batman, that's something you should never forget. Thanks again for reading, and oh, poor Pete, your fellow pals will never let you live down that whole thing about, <laughs> quote, the East, unquote. The good news is I'm laughing with
0: you. Sincerely, Ryan. Thanks a lot for writing in. <clears throat> we appreciate it. Uh, shout, out and, you know, shout out to the East. Shout out to the East, of course. Uh, anytime that someone wants to have a conversation about Grant Morrison, I think, uh, you know, that, that makes him the best person ever. So, yeah. Um, Thank you for bringing him up. I did want to tackle just a a few of the points that you make here. Um, We all know that Grant Morrison is a mind unlike really any other that exists in the comic space, at least. And um, even when he goes uh, full Morrison, as you put it, I'm still grateful because um, I like the fact that he's always willing to push the envelope. And he doesn't really rein himself in and in my opinion he doesn't really need to Uh, just because a story may not be you know my or your cup of tea in any given instance uh, the fact that he pushes the boundaries is cool to see Um, especially with characters who are typically you know written a certain way you know when you're talking about like uh, Batman for instance a lot of Batman stories are the same you know uh they hit very, very similar beats, and whether you are a fan of Batman, R.I.P. or not, it's different, and that's what makes it so cool. I mean, there's a lot of things that make it cool, but that's yeah. one of the major things for me. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all in on Grant, and it's cool to hear that you are as well.
1: I uh, sometimes I think he can't help himself. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week at Green Lantern, but uh, I think about when Dan DeDio approached him for Batman. He's like, hey, we really want you to do like this um, you know, uh, Batman ongoing. Uh, do you have any ideas? And he kind of pitched like a Denny O'Neill-inspired uh, Batman run, and they were like, oh, all right. We thought you'd have more crazy ideas. And he just can't help himself because it does get a little crazy pretty quickly. And I also think of his uh, Action Comics run where he was talking about, oh, I'm going to return Superman to his roots. He's going to be like this socialist hero from like the 30s. And then it almost immediately turns into this, fifth dimensional narrative with this imp that's not Mr. <laughs> M- Mixel-Spitlik. Um, so he does tend to go full Morrison. But to Sean's point, uh, that's him pushing the envelope, I think. Which I- I'm I'm personally relieved he doesn't play it safe. I-, I like that he just kind of tells his story that his the way his brain is
0: perceiving it. Yeah. Kale, what about you? You're a Morrison boy.
1: I think my favorite Morrison
2: is probably Flex Mentalo. Hell yeah, dude! That's a good um, one. Yeah, it's a it's a very meta textual look at you know comic books and and what comic books can mean. I think personally, I think it's the most Morrison you can probably go and still be in superhero comics. <laughs> um, because it goes to some weird and wild places, and you're just like, well, it's Morrison.
1: You put your seatbelt or, and,
2: on. Yeah, it's a, it's a. I
3: believe it's a Vertigo
2: book too. So it is. You know, you yeah, can yeah. Get away with it too. So
3: it is funny. I feel the same way about um, Doom Patrol. That's like my my jam for Morrison stuff. Like his absurdist shit, and yeah. like I love that. And so that's usually how I feel when I'm reading the book. It's just like kind of like, well, it's Morrison, so like I guess I'll give it to him. It's cool shit, um, <laughs> and yeah, like so like that for me is like peak morrison is like his where he gets into those really weird places but still maintains that sort of high level concept of the story idea and it just pushes it through and that's a lot of fun
1: you're definitely a scissor man
3: <laughs> definitely
1: also the shout out what you mentioned uh nameless is a really good book um, i've seen
3: the that's the the covers have like the astronauts with like this symbol on it right or something yeah, yeah. okay yeah okay.
1: That, that's a really good one, um, and he mentioned the Invisibles, which is uh, right. basically his his magnum opus. Um, that's where he basically he lived the life. Uh, he was yeah. That's when he was abducted by aliens in real life, <laughs> and he for real lived the lo- life of King Mob, the main character of that book. Uh, he almost died from a staph infection, uh, and he hooked up with a lot of women that looked similar because of the characters he was drawing in that book. So. Uh, he created a live action sigil. And when sales were declining for that book, he basically begged everyone to masturbate at home yep. uh, to charge his sigil. And the sales went up and it saved the title.
0: Yep. <laughs> what a god. That's a real I story. i that story. Oh, yeah.
2: Have, have, Sean, have you read Super Gods? I haven't. Oh, great yeah, book.
0: You, yeah, you should get on that. I, I, I own it. I don't know why I haven't read it off to. It's great. Uh, check that one out. Uh, so, Ryan, as I mentioned earlier, we are reading your choice of Klaus for the book club. You bring up Grant Morrison, and I personally feel like we haven't read enough Morrison on our nah, book we've
3: club. read enough. Uh, Superman's we've, enough. It's fine.
0: We, we, we read we've two read parts. two. We've read two. Oh, RP,
3: uh, or the Gothic.
0: N- yeah. yeah, I want more. So, why don't you make a suggestion for which Morrison book we should read next on the book club, and we'll fit it into our 2019 schedule. So yeah, I like that. You idea. Let us know; we'll make it happen.
2: Or how about someone else? That's well, anyone, right? Ryan already anyway. got one. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. But if anybody else has a suggestion, <laughs> you get for one. It. A book club.
0: Yeah, we're we're taking them. So let us know what you guys think we should be reading, and we will absolutely accommodate you on that. Uh but kills, we've got go ahead.
1: Kills kills that dad at the Thanksgiving dinner table who's like. <laughs> Hey, you already had a drumstick. How about you wait until everyone else has some music? <laughs>
0: You're not kidding.
2: Speaking of drumsticks, we also got a letter from uh, Matthew Murphy, who's,
1: <laughs> Damn, <that's an>
2: <laughs> whose book club book we will never pick. Uh, it's down the pipeline. We've got to figure it out. But Matt, Matt says, uh, pals, in the wake of Stanley's passing, what creator is now the face of comics? Will there ever be someone like Stan? In my eyes, the closest equivalent would be McFarlane, but
0: I'm curious what you guys think. map. It's a really interesting question. Thank you for writing in. Uh, anyone want to tackle that?
1: First person I thought of was someone that would completely re- reject this title and uh, like shimmy away from the limelight of that. Uh, first person I thought of was Alan Moore. So Marco and I are part of uh, the
2: Longbox's Discord, and he did... Um, bring this up and we sort of tested the waters of the, the uh, you know, we had the little discussion and I said that I think Morrison and Moore and even Warren Ellis and Garth Ennis, I don't know. I would probably, you could probably make a case for all of the British creators, but I, I think those guys are a little too advanced level comics.
1: Frank Miller to too, be, I guess.
2: Yeah, Frank Miller too is definitely. Yeah. Advanced level comics to be the next stan lee you know face of accessible comics comics for the masses the
0: personable aspect of comics like to me there's only one answer and i'm curious to see if you guys are going to say it go ahead
1: well okay um well with that in mind the first the next person i thought of was brian michael bendis there you go that's it Yes yes marker you have a question. No sorry I was lifting up my shirt. Wait but <laughs>
3: <laughs> but um so like I think I think Matt had brought it up as well but like Brian Michael Bendis to me seemed like somebody from an eon ago. Like he was like a different he was he was in a different place and because he's continued to write you've sort of been able to see his depreciation and that's been kind of what for me doesn't feel like something that is like the next stanley because stanley started going he he was still write, but he he started moving into more of like the the branding and like corporate world and so for me my my pick is more like a jim lee because that's sort of what he's starting to do he's he's starting to move from the comics into the actual business side into becoming the face of like dc and so like bendis isn't necessarily doing that he's still a creator but he's not he hasn't passed the level of creator like the, there's a next there's a next level if you're to become a face of comics versus a face of sort of like writing characters and storytelling.
1: You said he seems like he's from an eon ago, and like, Stan Lee didn't. <laughs> no, but like he moved on to something else
3: outside of writing, and his 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 other writings ha- are like are past. They like, they're like for me they're in the early 2000s is something that I haven't I've never like I haven't touched personally. And that someone coming in got I think if if it
2: were you know fifteen years ago, I think yeah you could make a, a, sure. a real solid case for Bendis. and i think I think even um back then you could probably say he was you know despite Stanley you know still being alive um but i think I think along that same lines with jeff johns yeah i think I think they're both those two are both a little bit reclusive, a little bit uh, buried in their work, you know, whatever that work may be, to to really um, be any sort of public
1: face. And the reality is folks just don't know who they are outside of this industry, really. Um, another name I thought of was Jeff Loeb, who's working on the uh, TV side of creative. Um, he's also kind of niche um i i don't i don't honestly the, i think the real answer here is that i don't think there is going to be another uh face of comic books like stanley i think he will always be associated with being the face of comic books even uh post-mortem
0: so look in all reality the face of comic books is kevin fight in the modern era the face of comic books is a guy who's yes. never written a comic
2: that's a fair and, point.
0: yeah, And that's the way it's always going to appear to the masses because Stan Lee was so far and away the most recognizable person from comics that most people probably think he still wrote Spider Man.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, so, I actually, you mentioned that. Someone actually asked me uh, if Stan Lee was still writing at Marvel when he died.
0: So, Right. So, that being said, I want to answer Matt's question legitimately and i think that the real answer to that question beyond beyond the fact that there is no replacement for stanley and everything else i i feel like it has to be bendis because of all the people that we talked about he's the most personable he's the person who exudes his passion for comics in a way that's fun and and engaging and exciting. I like to hear Bendis talk about comics. I feel like he really cares about comics. And they're important to him. Um, and it's always been so important for Bendis to share the gospel of comics. One of the coolest parts about Bendis is that he hasn't eclipsed comics. Um he still is entrenched in that world and he makes it fun. And I know that it's cool now to bash him because people think his books aren't that good or whatever, but I don't think that that's the most important part of what he brings to this industry. I think the most important part of what he brings to the industry is his fun exuberance about this world that often gets so bleak and dark. And I think that he's one of the champions of that. And so for me, then this is the only choice when it comes to people who actually work in comics.
1: When, whenever the world just seems dark, he always finds a way to create a character named Raghu. <laughs> <laughs> um, to the Kevin Feige point, I obviously in terms of contribution, he has uh, introduced things that have put more eyes on the Marvel IP, uh, more so than probably anyone, even Stan Lee, period. And that's obviously comes from other people, but those movies have so many eyes on them that have never even read a comic book. Um, But the thing about Kevin Feige is I don't know if any of those – I don't know if a third of those people know
0: what Kevin Feige looks like, let let alone what his name is. I don't know that you need to necessarily know what he looks like, but I think his name is everywhere. You've seen every – if you've seen any Marvel movie, you've seen his name. I would also uh,
2: put forth uh, Kevin Smith for that uh
1: position. He 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 definitely seems he comes off like a big comic book ambassador uh for better or worse and it comes from being such a big fan.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah, but I think if I think if I don't know, this could be wrong, but I'm just throwing it out there. I think if you would argue that, then that assumes that people are seeing his comic book talk online because that's primarily where you where you would see it. And if you could see that you would also know who Kevin Feige is. He
1: he did well, he did have the T V show The Comic Book Men too. That was straight after not
0: that much. No. Like, did you watch it? I did not. Yeah, that was mostly in the store, his like little the workers there. Not little, but the workers that sat there. <laughs> his little store. <stomach. laughs>
1: uh all right, but I I am just trying to think of people that uh will come off as face of comic books and Kevin Smith is kind of niche as well.
0: Yeah. I, I think we've probably hit upon everyone who could reasonably be mentioned in that conversation.
1: Um maybe maybe um what's his name? The wa- the wa- The Walking Dead writer. uh Oh about Kirkman. Kirkman. Yeah. Yeah, Kirkman.
3: See,
2: I don't I don't think so
3: he's like more in just for like the TV show specifically i think for just walking dead like he's just the walking dead guy he's not the comics guy
0: no yeah. i also feel right or wrong that in order for you to be the face of comics again a controversial statement you have to be most prominently known for your work at marvel or dc
2: yeah i don't i don't know that that's true but i would i would probably argue that you should be most known for your work in comics
1: well, I guess we never we didn't really address what Murphy said, which was Todd McFarlane. And uh, oh yeah, no, I, I don't think it's Todd McFarlane either. I I think I think Todd McFarlane is um, he he's uh, one of the most preeminent comic book businessmen in there uh, in the industry. He's extremely successful at marketing himself, and he's extremely successful at marketing Spawn and Image uh, in a way that a lot of people aren't. So I kind of see that aspect of it because Sam Lee was uh, at his best. Uh, when he marketed himself as a brand, you know, uh, but I don't think McFarlane, uh, is nearly as recognizable as he was 30 years, 25 years ago.
0: McFarlane was recognizable 45 years ago, no, 25. Oh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: well,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's an interesting timeline.
1: You know what? I'm gonna dig my heels in the dirt 45 years ago.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't feel like Tom McFarlane has ever been that recognizable, to be honest. Uh, even, like, yeah, he's, he created Spawn, and we all kind of know that, but Spawn, has, even Spawn is not that big of a deal. So not anymore, I, at least. I just, yeah. Yeah. Even at his height, though, was he really ever, like, that huge? I mean, he had a movie and a show on HBO, but even those things didn't do well. I don't know. That isn't, that, that's not big? No. Well <laughs> yeah, I think I think
2: the I think the thing is, like to really be big, you've gotta you've gotta be able to appeal across the board. Exactly. Know? And yeah. I think, you know, if you if you connect him with like Spider Man, sure. But he also wasn't on Spider Man for that long. And it's been a long time.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Thirty years almost.
0: Yeah. So it's like
1: ninety two uh, or maybe he left.
0: Very thought-provoking question, Matt. Thanks for writing in with that. Um, Something to ponder on. And I'm interested in what other people have to say. So if you have thoughts about who the face of comics is currently, um, please write in and let us know. Joe Quesada. No. (laughs) And I actually don't have any... I don't have issues with him. I know he's like a very maligned figure. I have no issues with him, but I just don't think... I just don't think he's the answer. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you thought about it for a second. You were like, "Huh, no." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moving right along, uh, I think uh, I think uh, we've got a question hanging in the air that we need to ask.
1: Uh, is it is it, um, is it our I mean. is it our comics pal sponsored question of the week? Who sponsored <laughs> it this week?
2: Is it Marco's Chewable animals this week? <laughs> I, think I
1: think it was so. the Chewable
3: animals. No, 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 no. It's, uh, we have the new product, uh, Phil's Face Wipes.
1: Oh. Yeah, no, they're no, not no, actually no. for your
3: face. They wipe uh, straight up the butt. It, it just has his face on it. That's it. So you get a nice smear.
1: Oh, I That's, thought they were yeah. called gusting. I thought they were called oh, ass wipes. Oh,
3: man. Exactly. That's what they are. I
0: hate this. I hate <laughs> this so much.
1: <laughs> Maybe anyway, sure have bought the product, Kale. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> anyway, I think it is time for random question of the week.
1: <clears throat> All right,
0: pals. So,
2: Avengers four doesn't have a title yet that we know of. Here's what we can assume: it's not going to be Avengers four. Kale, don't worry about it. There's an intermission in the middle. You can go to the bathroom. Just hang out.
1: Jesus <laughs> Christ. Here we right? go. So,
2: um, what I want you to do is come up with three Avengers 4 titles. Now, <laughs> let, me set, let me set your parameters. The Russos have, uh, have already said that the, uh, the title has been set in another Marvel movie. So what I want you to do is come try to think of three Marvel movie uh were uh like quotes short uh, short phrases or words that would uh be good as the Avengers
0: four title. All right, this is very easy.
1: Yeah, I hate to brush your bubble, Cal, but I know the answer.
0: Fine, oh, go ahead. Uh,
2: you better ha- you better have three.
1: Well, I don't, and have- they better be good. I have one right now, and I'll think of the other two in a minute. Um. But it's because I know the answer that came to me so easily. It's Avengers 4, Dance Off, bro. Mm.
0: Mm. That's what they're calling it. Definitely not. Uh, So I'm going to go with Avengers Endgame because that's what Doctor Strange says to Iron Man. He says we've entered the Endgame. Uh, I'm going to go with Avengers Annihilation because I don't remember who said it, but someone said Annihilation in one of the movies. And um I'm gonna go with Avengers Assemble because obviously Captain America has said that. I believe this will be his swan song, and I could see that being the title.
2: I can I okay. I'm gonna part the kimono here for a second. Uh it it won't be Avengers Assemble, because that's what the name of the first movie is in uh the UK. Oh. And that's true. And that that is hundred percent true. They called it that to separate it
0: from the from TV the show old,
2: from the old Show oh. uh, c- series, The Avengers. Wow, I didn't know. Oh, that so, it won't, so it won't be that.
0: Fair enough. All right, I tried.
1: So yeah, I, I think. It, I, I, alternatively, it might be called Avengers Four. I understood that reference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's a distinct possibility.
0: Avengers Four, Gamora. <laughs> That's see that you could take that Ava- Avengers for Gamora that could be <laughs> the title of the Triple X version of Avengers I, even- <laughs> 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 I
1: missed Gamora
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: or I missed Gamora <laughs>
1: It shows up late. To Avengers
3: it. 4, it was a beautiful planet.
1: No. Right. Is that two for you, Marco? That is two yeah. for me. So okay. you both need one more. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, Avengers 4, I'm always mad.
3: <laughs> okay, almost. <laughs> um, I, I know that quote. That's almost <laughs> for Avengers 4, the end is near. Did
1: you just look up random Avengers movies quotes? No, I was
3: looking to I was at, uh character quotes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How long is the name of the movie going to be? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the the parameters were phrases and sentences. I can do that. I mean, yeah, but damn. All
1: right. this
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <And> <laughs> I have
3: four I have four
2: possibilities.
1: All right, let's All right. let's hear him pre-prepared boy. All right, boy. so my
2: my first one is uh, Avengers 4. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to exit the donut. All right. Okay, so Avengers. All right, that one didn't go where I was hoping. <laughs> That's fine. Here's my second one. All right, yep. Avengers 4. There's only one god, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that.
1: Damn, all right. That's good. I like it.
2: All right, here's my last one Avengers 4. Baskin Robbins always finds
1: out. I could see that. <laughs> Damn. Marco, you don't have to edit in that tumbleweed anymore. <laughs>
0: i like that avengers 4 baskin robbins like that i like that i could see that crossover
1: do you know who else likes it baskin robbins are just like yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude think of the marketing
2: they got a little taste of that ant-man marketing and they did not want to let go
1: (laughs) how many flavors do they have what's that whole thing
2: is it 99
1: no you're thinking of um problems (laughs)
0: All, All right. right. Um, <laughs> <Robbins>. uh, yep. <laughs> yep. I Just, think... From
1: African robbins a bitch ain't one.
0: Great. I'm glad you really <laughs> fit that in there. Um, we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move right along. And we're going to do some pals pulls. So, uh, this week, Marco chose The Warning, number one. So, The Warning, uh, it's an image title. I
3: don't really know the um, the creative team. I think L- Roque did... Um, uh oh my God, it's like it's like with like a planet roche roche limit roche limit oh
2: oh oh yeah yeah yeah.
3: La, I think LaRoche did that right or no. no no, well, at any rate, the art on this book looked dope uh the cover enough like pulled me in that that, that was all I needed uh so I'm into this he's writing, and he is uh doing the art so i'm in for this i like when a creator has control over the art and the writing i think it makes for a really cool uh book so the style on this is one that i think appeals to
0: me and i'm ready for it so i actually thought this book looked really cool too so when i saw that you picked it out i was pretty pretty excited yeah Um, so i just wanted to quickly read the description yeah because it sounds cool An enormous machine slowly materializes in a major West Coast city. Who sent it and why is a mystery, understood only by the malevolent beings gliding silently toward Earth through the inky vastness of space. In response, a multinational combat brigade called Gladiator 2-6 is deployed. Outfitted with next-generation military science and weapons, they're tasked with stopping any extraterrestrial threat that emerges." And that's the warning number one by Edward LaRoche. Very cool. Yeah, Marco,
2: you're thinking of uh Michael M- Morris Morsi Morsey? Oh. All right. Morrissey.
0: Yeah. For For Roche Limit. Gotcha. So we've also got uh from Kale, Young Justice Book Three.
2: Yeah, this is a collection of um the old Young Justice comic. It's good. I like Young Justice.
1: <laughs> Alright. Nice.
0: Good sales pitch. Uh, from Phil, we've got Sideways, number 10.
1: So I just read the annual last week, and uh, it was like it was very interesting, actually. Um, Grant Morrison was on it, along with a slew of other writers, including DiDio and everyone. Um, for, uh, premise-wise, I really appreciate it. And I also saw the return of uh, New 52 Superman, which is not a spoiler, because it's on the cover of the book. Um, I... I kind of I I now want to go back and read all ten of these issues, uh, and see what I'm missing. I feel like this is one of those sleeper books.
3: Yeah, I, I've I've been hearing a lot about it. Um, so I when you when you pulled this up, I was interested because uh, I, I I wondered if you had read it because um i had been hearing a lot of good news on it.
1: Probably by next next Wednesday, I'll probably read all ten of these. Actually, um, nice.
2: Hope you're ready for some bad
1: news. Huh? We'll talk
0: about that a little bit later. Uh. So, I chose Heroes in Crisis number three. You'll note that I'm the only one who chose that. (laughs) Uh, You know, we haven't been overly enthused about this title. Love it. But (laughs) I'm... I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I want it to be good. I really love the creative team, obviously. And I like the, the premise, but it's just not going the way we're hoping. So, I'm hooked in for another issue in terms of my hope. Um, if it doesn't hit me, then you probably won't see me uh, pick this for my pals' pull again. So we'll we're, see. We're but probably, he'll still buy it. I will still buy it. That's absolutely Duh. correct. I will buy every single issue, and if there were tie-ins, I'd buy those too. Duh. We're,
1: we're, we're probably gonna finish it still, like all six issues for the show. So
0: six. Oh, uh, so it like, it's nine. nine. Yeah, it's nine, Papa. Uh,
1: fact, God.
2: Are we Are we sure it's not twelve? No, it's not. It better stay nine. I think it's I think it's nine.
3: No, it is nine. It's, dooms- it's
2: Doomsday Chronicles twelve. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's,
3: it's no, it's nine. I know how long I have to read shit for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not implying the book is in any way. Oh, I apologize if it came off. Oh, shut long. up. I mean,
0: I'll I'll imply that. I don't <laughs> mind. Marco's just counting down the days. He's like, I got six more months of this shit. I gotta read. <laughs> no, no, no. Just kidding. Um. All right, cool. So let's jump into the news here. We're gonna be talking about. The trailer for Once Upon a Deadpool, uh, that is the title that the PG-13 rating, rated Deadpool 2 is is, is uh, going with, and uh, we've talked a little bit about this movie just in terms of being confused about why it's released. This trailer gives us a better idea of what we can expect, so I was really curious just kind of what you guys thought, what you think now about this idea that we have this trailer. Does Fred Savage age? Like- uh, yes. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> That's why it's weird as hell that he's in his bed uh, with Deadpool. But no. But what do you guys think about this?
1: I think I think the silence says it all. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's like it's happening. I guess. Like I, uh, did,
1: I
2: didn't. I didn't. didn't see Deadpool 2, so I don't
0: even know what the rated R version is like. So. So. I'm going to actually answer my own question since you guys are not trying to do (laughs) that. Uh, I actually kind of think this looks interesting. Uh, There's definitely some new scenes here. Like, aside from the Fred Savage stuff, there's at least one uh, sequence where he talks to the old couple and says that he'd love them and up or whatever. Um, So that's kind of interesting. I wonder what other new footage they have. Um, and I definitely think that this whole Fred Savage Deadpool thing is going to get a lot of laughs.
3: Do you, it? Is it? Is it enough to pull you in to go to go watch the movie? Because I don't know. It is no, December.
0: Okay. Is it? Yeah.
2: Is it? <laughs> is it? Um. Is it coming out in theaters or it's just coming yeah. out in DVD? Theaters. Around really?
0: December twelfth. Yep. Whoa! What a holy fuck! What a gamble. Yeah, like, I know.
1: It might be a limited release.
0: It is. It's a limited engagement. Uh, so it'll probably only be out for maybe like, a, a week. month, a couple oh, weeks, yeah. maybe even a week, yeah. Wow. Um, they've done this before. They've re-released movies the same year that they came out. I remember Logan um, was oh, the re-released Black the Black version. and White Edition. Right, right. Yeah. That was worth it, though.
3: Was that in theaters? Yeah, it was.
1: That was good. I didn't know that was in theaters. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Noir good Edition. Good composition. I'm with you, Marco. Um, Hell yeah. I, yeah. I, I I didn't feel terribly uh, much of anything at all watching Deadpool 2, so uh, I don't have (laughs) (laughs) any. I just don't don't have... It was fine. I just don't feel anything. I don't feel angry. I don't feel sad. I didn't dislike it. I didn't like it. just felt nothing. That's how I feel about this news.
0: All right. Well, then, I guess we might as well not talk about it. But instead, we'll talk about the fact that it's possible that a fan came up with this idea. And that it was stolen. Oh. So... <laughs> Dang. So, on December 7th, 2017, uh, a, a fan on Twitter who goes by... Uh, at MV Bramley said... And he tagged uh, Ryan Reynolds. If Marvel forces you to make a PG 13 Deadpool, just copy the framing device from The Princess Bride and have Deadpool censoring it for Fred Savage as a bedtime story. A kidnapped adult Fred Savage. There, I fixed it. So that's exactly what this movie is. Now, it's possible. Like, that idea is, is a fantastic idea. Like, even if this thing sucks, I still think it's a good idea. It's possible. That someone other than just this guy could have come up with it. There's also the idea that maybe they they worked on this together. Maybe this was a like a, a setup. Yeah. Interesting. Be- because this guy is a comic book writer and an artist, so maybe there's something something going on there.
1: Um. Well, in the same way that comic book writers and artists can't accept book ideas for when you're working on a Marvel or DC book, because you know, it's very easy to turn around and be like, Oh, I gave that idea or I gave her that idea. Uh, I, that's what this feels like to me. And, um, if this is a case of, you know, Fox or Ryan Reynolds or whomever just going on, where was this Reddit or Twitter, 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 going on Twitter and just taking this idea, uh, uh, it seems like a terrible idea to me.
0: <laughs> to do that, yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's a it's an awful idea. But here's the problem, right? It's like if I if if I sent Ryan Reynolds a piece of mail or an email, and it had an idea in it, and then the exact same thing came out, you know, in theaters or wherever else, I'd have a decent case, right? The problem is that in the modern era. For this guy to just tweet at Ryan Reynolds this idea, even if it's the same exact idea, there's no way to guarantee that Ryan Reynolds even saw it. If I sent Ryan Reynolds a piece of mail and it was opened and it had my exact pitch, and then the movie came out a year later with the exact pitch, I think I think people would buy that he stole from me. But there's no way to prove this.
2: Little known fact, uh, you guys probably don't know this, but um, the you know the um, the breakout hit for uh, Ryan Reynolds' career was uh, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. I yeah. actually tweeted him that idea, <laughs> you know, and
0: I haven't seen a cent. So, uh
1: <laughs> there's a, Okay, you so you there's will. a history here. There's a history here of this.
0: So, this Bramley guy on Twitter uh, recently tweeted – I mean maybe at Van City Reynolds had the idea first, but it's fucking eerie how I didn't get a single detail wrong wrong in my summary. Plagiarism? I hope not. I fucking love Ryan Reynolds. Crypto, cryptomnesia, maybe? Can I at least get some premiere tickets, please? And then he follow ups he follows up with a tweet from comicbook.com, which is just an article that says that uh, Ryan Reynolds pitched the idea. It, earlier in the year, after Deadpool Two was released, which was months after, uh, Bramley tweeted at Ryan Reynolds. Wow, there you so. go. There
1: you have
2: it. I, yeah, it's it is that thing that's like, you know, I the the reason you don't send creators' ideas is so that, you know, you can't sue them. You know, just like Phil said. Right. But like for for a movie. You're going up against Fox. You think Fox isn't going to tear your ass down?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. And uh, to be honest, this guy should be blaming himself. Like, plagiarism sucks and, you know, it's not cool to steal other people's ideas. But why would you tweet? Why, what, if you cared about that, why would you send this idea over to Ryan Reynolds in the first place? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me what do you think's gonna happen that's gonna launch your big career as a film producer because you you because Ryan Reynolds took your idea you think Ryan Reynolds wants to admit that he took your idea that's never gonna happen to be fair it, it worked for Trump I mean he tweeted
3: he became president shit like anything's possible it's 2018 man you think I can't tweet and make a movie
1: shit <laughs> fuck like, don't put me down
2: fair enough hey, you know <laughs> Rupert, what
1: that's... Rupert Murdoch's gotta show up at this guy's house and break his legs that's what's gonna happen <laughs>
0: rupert murdoch himself <laughs> is, he, is he like 80 yeah Dude, he's like, like a that. thousand yeah he's a thousand
2: <laughs> R- rupert murdoch is more dust than stan lee was <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh
3: whoa whoa was is <laughs>
1: jesus that was hot baby
3: all right
2: all due respect
0: just but, yeah you just can't say that yeah. now okay Bill I, Mar. i'm just hold on
2: hold no 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 all i'm saying was the dude
0: was old that's all I'm saying
1: from one old dude to another i guess
0: <laughs> yeah he was old now he's just dead well like, <laughs> Jesus kale it just means his old his old stopped this is going to a dark place it sure is. I think it already went to the dark place but let's uh Let's get yeah, out, we, of Let's we, we out of it. We mentioned
2: we mentioned Rupert Murdoch. I don't think we're ever <laughs> going to get out of this dark place.
0: Hey, maybe we'll get some of that some of that Fox money, huh? About time! I've no, been trying to right. plug
1: their movies for two years.
0: <laughs> that that's true. Uh, if anyone deserves a paycheck, it's you, not this Bramley guy. So, in other news, in comic news uh marvel is going to be publishing a league of legends comic book actually they're going to be publishing a series of league of legends comics yeah um so it's going to kick off with league of legends ash war mother which is an origin story of one of the original league of legends characters champions as they're called in the game um it's gonna bring us into the world of rune which i guess is the world of league of legends um and uh, it's going to include several of the favorite characters from that uh, video game. Uh, and that's going to start monthly on digital platforms uh, beginning December 19th. And then there's going to be a graphic novel in May. So that's kind of cool. Uh, CB <clears throat> Sobolski had this to say about the partnership. Many fans of the Marvel Universe and comics share their interests and passion for storytelling with the gaming community. League of Legends is one of the most well-known games in the industry, and their unique world and extensive roster of rich characters are a perfect fit for Marvel comic books. We're excited to partner with Riot and help build the League of Legends universe for fans and players around the world. And uh,
3: League of Legends, I am like sort of familiar with it. Um, it's like an M- MMO.
0: It's not an MMO. It's a, it's a MOBA. So MOBAs are different from MMOs in the sense that uh, uh, MOBAs are, what do they call Massive multiplayer online battle A. I forget what the A stands for. And it's arena? games where. Arena, yes, arena. And so it's, it's whereas uh, MMOs are sandbox, this is more, you know, instanced combat between players.
3: Oh, okay, cool.
1: It's like Dota.
0: It is like Dota, yes.
1: See, I know video game stuff.
0: <laughs> Says um, the editor of the video game pals.
1: Um, now I I find this kind of curious that Marvel was able to get the licensing <clears throat> for League of Legends uh, comic books. Like usually, I feel like this kind of thing usually happens from a, a smaller comic book branch. Some I, I'm not like something Dark like a Horse. boom or something. Yeah. Or Dark Horse, yeah. So this is kind of surprising to me.
0: Yeah, I think Marvel has been trying to branch out a little bit, because um, they got Star Wars back, like right. They got Star Wars back. They've got uh, Conan, right? Con- Conan. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they're trying to branch out, and I think this is a really intelligent move on their part because League of Legends is so popular, right? Even though its heyday is, is gone, is there's still millions and millions of people play this game.
1: It's probably still in the top five most popular video games in the world right now.
0: Probably, and so if even a fraction of those people buy this comic book, it's a lot of cash for Marvel that they weren't seeing otherwise.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, and I mean that's that's why I always thought uh, it was illogical um it it was logical for companies like marvel and dc to try to branch out into things like this like uh uh, like for instance i always thought it was crazy that dc did not publish harry potter comic books because their parent company is time warner which owns the film rights to harry potter
0: you're right
1: i never thought about that isn't that insane
2: i i i have a little insight in there if you uh yeah (laughs) like to hear it (laughs) all right Um, Titan um, uh, can go fuck themselves, but also um, at one point, at one point, they um, were talking with like the the J.K. Rowling like estate, you know, uh, the the company that she is or whatever, and they had this really intense job, um, and, and my wife was a part of this. Um, At the time, it was a couple of years ago now, but they had to try to convince J.K. Rowling that comic books and graphic novels were worth it, that they could do, you know, put forward what she, you know, was was looking for. And um, Titan never could do it.
1: Titan's obviously a much smaller publisher than DC Comics. You think DC would be able to make something work in that regard, right?
2: I mean, she seems to be ruining the movies all by her damn self, so...
1: Now, where can we find those mystic beasts? <laughs> anyway. Those fantastic beasts? Whatever. <laughs> I'm not seeing those movies. Um. So, I, I think you make a salient point, Sean, that uh, Marvel branching out into uh, really popular video game comics seems like a no-brainer to me.
0: Yeah, and it's also certainly not the first time that they've done this with uh, comics, they had the warcraft uh comics i i believe um I think and that they was also marvel. had sorry, I think that was marvel I think so could be wrong um and they they also had uh, the dark tower comics, even though that's based on a book so whatever the point is that they do this this sort of things I think this is probably one of the most high profile instances of them doing this
1: i i feel like d- DC d c doesn't do this they they only use things that they uh, already had licensing for so uh, like they had the Hanna-Barbera stuff already because of their parent company, but outside of that, they really don't do this.
2: Well, they haven't done it r- recently, yes. It's not, you know, it's not without um merit, you know. Uh, Marvel had Doctor Who for years, um, so you know, it's just a matter of time and you know,
3: uh, interest, uh, and and also right before we get off this subject, but uh, as of October twenty eighteen, League of Legends is actually ranked one in uh, the world for most played game, followed by Fortnite, uh, Hearthstone, Warcraft, Counter Strike, PUBG, uh, and PUBG. So the top five. I'm not, wow, I, I'm surprised
1: wow. I was ahead of Fortnite. Me too. Yeah, there yeah. Go.
0: That's that's incredible. I should also say the Warcraft comics were not published by Marvel. They were published by
1: IDW.
0: Uh, no, by Wildstorm. Oh.
1: oh, that's a that, that that was a DC imprint. Um,
2: so DC does do it, yeah. And Titan
0: also apparently. They yeah, Titan also does uh, Warhammer too. So. When when right, when when,
1: when were they published?
0: Oh, these these comics are they were published like in two thousand from two
1: thousand seven to two thousand nine. Okay, so yeah, because uh, Wildstorm used to be a uh, an independent imprint, but then DC you know got it, they got
0: it back or they got it
1: so yeah at that time dc had owned it so
0: yep so there you go uh in other news this is a a rumor uh coming from that hashtag show who uh we've we've referenced several times here on this podcast because they are uh routinely breaking casting news and different things like that uh they're claiming that a miniseries starring Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot is headed to Disney+. That's huge, I think. I think that's really, really massive. Um, like live action, or... Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you know, it's a rumor, so you don't necessarily want to just outright believe it, but there is an interesting wrinkle to this. Uh, Vin Diesel has talked about the possibility of this before with MTV. He said, it's something that James Gunn has talked about and something that I know he'd love to do. Sure, I think it could be very interesting. I think it's inevitable. I think, you know, that character is so enigmatic. He was already one of the most unique characters in the Marvel Universe, and I think what Marvel has done, primarily what James Gunn has done to realize that character, has exceeded anyone and everyone's expectations.
3: So Vin Diesel just wants some more lines, basically. (laughs)
0: <laughs> how many different ways can he say I am Groot listen
2: the dude had an emotional catharsis with Groot he will fucking find a way you're right
0: is this a show you guys would be into nope oh, um mm, no actually I
2: probably would but it's not gonna get me to buy the platform
3: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I'd be into it if it's not on Disney plus but it is. So, Like, is I'm, I'm not gonna buy that yeah. You'll buy the
0: DC Universe app
3: <laughs>
0: for 6 months. <laughs> but a you won't buy Disney pl- a year. Yeah. But you won't buy Disney Plus. I'm thinking. Do you about you it. want I'm thinking crack? About it. Hold on, I think about it. I think about, about
3: it. I'll think
2: about it. Two I'll words. Yeah, the only reason you bought the DC app was to get the Swamp thing show. Yeah, basically.
1: Two words for you. Swamp thing.
0: Uh, Phil, is this something you're into at all?
1: Explains why they're not visiting me in the space nursing home. (laughs) (laughs) Too busy with the big TV money. (laughs) It's fine, I'll change my own dippers. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Dippers? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, wow. I actually, I, I guess I'm in the minority. I think this is fantastic. Yeah, I,
1: I like it. Um, i I check it out. Yeah, this uh, but is... This,
2: the, the answer, the second half of the question, is: would it make you
3: buy the, the app?
1: No, I'll mooch off someone else's. That's the truth. <laughs>
0: it's, a <sighs> crime.
3: it's a crime, Phil.
0: I no, think I'm already gonna get it. I, like, I don't think this is what's selling me, but I think I think I've been sold. Because... The idea of a Winter Soldier, Falcon TV show, being able to see Scarlet Witch, like, I just, I don't know. I want to see these characters more often. And if this is the way to do that with tight storytelling that's going to emulate the best of Netflix, then yeah, I have to buy this. I I just
1: do. I can't wait for the crossover with Loki. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll regret it. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I just. I can't help it. You tell me that I'm going to get to see Rocket and Groot in a team up television show that's going to have the production quality of a Marvel movie. I have to get that.
1: I have to see that. That little twig man said we are Groot. I don't see that little twig man very often. I don't think we're Groot. <laughs>
2: Uh, Sean, was there a, a date on that uh, Vin Diesel MTV quote?
0: Uh, not the article that I was reading from. No, which was from comicbook.com.
2: I wonder. I wonder if that's just like a. I wonder if there's a possibility that James Gunn would come back for that, um, and sort of, slip, you know, be able to slip in the back door of, uh, you know, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't see it. In a way in yeah. a way that
3: nobody would really uh, you know, be able to to like trace or whatever. I feel like he's he's out. Like once he's out, he's out.
1: I I agree with Marco. I think he's uh dunzo, baby. He's gotta do Suicide Squad too.
3: Hell yeah, Oscar Award winning.
1: That's right, Marco. You're the real little monster around here.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. <laughs>
0: Oh God! (laughs) That is awful. This is just the worst episode we've done. Oh my God!
1: We are group.
0: All right, I'm moving on.
1: The nurse keeps stealing my change.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh shoot! All right. Uh, So here's I got a weird one for you guys. All right, it's a weird one. So, a comic book came out recently called Dead Rabbit by Jerry Duggan and John McCrea, and uh, it was celebrated, a lot, of, a lot of acclaim for the book. Now, this book was just canceled, and a mandatory recall has been issued for the first two issues of the book by Image Comics. The reason why? Because Dead Rabbit... Is the name of a New York bar? <laughs> LOL uh, uh, yeah! Damn. And on top of that, the bar—and this is—I'm reading now from the comicbook.com article. The Dead Rabbit uses specially created comic books as menus, and just last <laughs> month released a recipe, quote-unquote, recipe comic book. That's oh, kind of cool. Oh, interesting. Huh? Yeah.
1: Um, listen, if you're image, how the hell do you not look up the file trademarks of this stuff?
0: It gets more interesting, and you're right. Uh, so, over at Bleeding Cool, they did an article about this, and, uh, apparently, they had to know. Because in September, uh, the U.S. government approved a trademark for Dead Rabbit to cover comic books... Uh, fiction books on a variety of topics, non-fiction books on a variety of topics. The,
1: the bar, that is.
0: Yeah, the bar. And then, in October, a cease and assist letter was sent to Image Comics and Forbidden Planet Whoops. randomly uh, to stop publishing, distributing, and marketing the comic. Then, Image's lawyer asked for more time to respond to the cease and assist and uh, uh Dead Rabbit the the bar asked for uh, the second issue to not be published and then Image put the issue out on November 7th
1: oh man that goofed real hard
0: yep Uh, and Forbidden Planet didn't even respond to the cease and desist and continued to sell the comic so now there's a 2 million dollar lawsuit floating around wow as a result
1: that could really goof up Forbidden Planet I'll tell you what yeah yeah, it really could.
3: It's interesting. Um, so I've only seen something like this happen once. Uh, the uh, book by Benjamin Dewey and oh God, he wrote the Marvels. He wrote Marvels? Um, yeah. I'm blanking on his name. Um Kurt Yes, Kurt yeah. Um He wrote an image series called Tooth and Claw, The Autumn Lands. Uh but the tooth and claw previously was another like the title of another book, and they had already released like two issues, so they had to uh recall some of the issues and then they had to just like change the name, but there was no legal action um but I guess this isn't like another creator or a creation, so it's 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 interesting because um, in other scenarios they just sort of changed the name like they went from tooth and claw to just becoming the autumn lands, so it's interesting why they wouldn't just switch names and like it's a
0: better name anyway. But-
1: there's a there's a difference though because you obviously made the point that it's not a creative team, but i I think the clear difference here is that that bar had been well on top of this uh from like yeah. day one, and yeah, when they felt like they weren't being listened to you know they 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 filed a lawsuit
0: absolutely um and so the reason why this book is called Dead Rabbit is because it specifically relates to um, the name of an infamous New York gang. And so, actually, so is the, the bar. They're both named after this gang. Okay. So, I, I don't know. Look, Jerry Duggan, No Shade, whatever. But if I'm trying to come up with the name of a comic book and it's based on, like, something from real life... The first thing I'm doing is looking up to see if this exists anywhere.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing is, like, why wouldn't he reach out to the bar in the first place to see if, you know... They're cool with it, right? Yeah.
1: Well, presumably he didn't know that the bar existed. But to Sean's point, he should have looked up to see if this existed.
0: Uh, we looked at, We we spent like hours trying to see if there was another Comics Pals before we started <laughs> this thing. And it's a friggin' podcast.
2: And and we still periodically come across shit. So.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I just, I don't know. I'll tell you what, that gang certainly didn't file a legal trademark to trademark their name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no, the members of the gang are a little old now. But uh, yeah, interesting story. So now they're probably going to have to go back and retool this book, uh, probably rename it and re-release it. Mandatory recall, though. So if you've got these issues, they could end up being worth a little something.
1: Yeah. I wonder how much those... uh, 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 Marco, what was the original title? Tooth and Claw? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I wonder what those uh, uh, sell for in the secondary market. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, no.
2: that's that's wild. Like, and I just can't like I can't wrap my head around the fact that that Jerry Duggan wouldn't have known about this. Yeah. Like, if he if, if he knew about it in the first place, how did he not know there was already a bar?
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like he did.
2: I Yeah. And I, I think he probably thought, eh, who cares?
0: Yeah, because when you type in, you know, dead rabbit. Because he's doing research, right? Right. So when you when you type that in Google, the bars, I mean, let's just do it right here, right now. Let's just experiment. I'm going to type it in. I'm gonna, dead I, 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 I did
3: it. It popped up. It gave me the
0: address. It's the very first but, thing. Yes, yeah, the first thing that comes up. So he had to know. There's no way.
1: That's wild. That's absolutely yeah. wild.
0: And that lawsuit, by the way, is $2 million towards Image. And Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet loses this lawsuit; they could go bankrupt. That,
1: yeah, that's what I that's said. That's a so lot of But money. what's their
0: involvement? Like, well, that's they, weird. they
1: were selling the book, and they had a season assist.
3: Yeah, distribution
1: at least. But yeah. so
3: were other places, like
2: they why them in particular? They
1: were They weren't. They're a massive comic book uh, chain, and they were given a season assist. So, a company like a,
2: the New York branch of Forbidden Planet is its own thing so it it gets hit by this it probably goes down
1: uh, my point is they didn't they didn't uh file this season complaint uh season desist with like uncanny which is not a big uh comic book chain um or midtown or midtown right it was specifically forbidden planet for whatever reason and because they continue to sell it in light of that uh they could face serious re- repercussions from it and to sean's point it could bring them down uh it's not like comic book chains are huge money makers anyway. This could absolutely cripple him. Like Hulk Hogan with Docker, baby.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame. So we'll see how this uh, unfolds. It'll probably be a while before we find out yeah. the ultimate uh, result of this. But these things take a while. Man, if,
2: if Forbidden Planet goes down, I will be so upset. Yeah, it's that one place of my is cool. Favorite shops.
0: I would hate to see it. Nobody wants that. But they should have. They should have responded to this. It's their own fault. You know, if we're being really honest here. Uh so let's talk about this uh let's talk about this Joker movie footage. Did you guys have the chance to see this?
1: Yes. Yes I did. It reminded
0: me of Phil in the intro. He just ran in. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I, I just I added this because it's uh it's a little weird. I don't know what to make of this. Did you guys have any thoughts about this? Like it's just it's just walking Phoenix dressed as the Joker. Running in the streets of New York, being chased by cops, and he bumps into another clown. Yeah, and he bumps into another clown. This is weird, right?
1: I uh, I feel like it's just promotional material, and uh, I kind of like it because I remember when uh, a while ago, Sean, you were talking about uh, all the stuff Warner Brothers was doing about the Dark Knight with the Joker. Yeah, and. Uh, I think you said your initial reaction is this is weird, but you got so you got sucked into it.
0: Yeah, but is this not? Is this not just from the movie?
1: I don't know. My my reaction because it's not shot like it's from the movie. Like the the film right. of it looks like
0: behind like the scenes a, or something.
1: Like, yeah, like a YouTube video or something. It looks it looks promotional.
0: Huh? I never considered that angle.
1: Yeah like it doesn't look cinematic
3: right they they did uh, I don't know if it's on the news but they did something similarly this week with Watchmen where they had like all of them in yellow and like yellow masks and stuff and it was just sort of production art production uh, like test shots but they use it as promotion yeah.
0: huh
1: that was my takeaway
0: yeah same very interesting take I'm, I'm actually glad that I brought this up now because I really didn't think about that at all so the footage uh it says it's it's courtesy of BackGrid Media. I don't know what BackGrid Media is. I have I'm actually no idea what that is. So I'm wondering if that is, if they work in association with Warner Brothers um, or if they're their own thing.
1: I, I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's a celebrity news agency. So I'm willing to bet that they just had their camera people yeah. on the set of this movie and just recorded it.
1: Oh so it could be a scene from the movie but it's not footage from the movie if that makes sense. Well,
0: well to that point one thing I was wondering is where the hell are the camera people that are shooting the movie, right? That's
1: a great we question. We don't see
0: that ever. That's a good point.
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah,
2: this this could be this like could be footage shot but sent to this you know media company before anything's been done to it, you know, as promotional material. Yeah. It's it's
0: interesting. It's really really interesting.
1: It's making us talk about it though, right? It's creating a buzz.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This this is I don't know about this movie. I'm I'm not excited. Did this I'm, did this grab you? I still don't care about it.
1: I'm super into this movie. I think it. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Um. I'm uh, basing that on the creative team attached to it too, uh, and the, by the look of it, I like I like I like the way Joaquin Phoenix looks. Uh, that last bit of video we had before this, I really was intrigued by. Um,
2: where he's coming off the
3: subway.
1: Yeah, I, I I I like the late '70s kind of aesthetic they have going on, where it's like
3: yeah, he's gangstery looking.
1: What 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 do they call it? The Bronx is on fire kind of period of New York. That really yeah, old- yeah
3: yeah yeah the that pimps re- and stuff and all that shit that like real, the bad times
1: yeah the Mayor Koch period of new york yeah um uh i'm i'm into it this the, the, all this always makes me go huh this is interesting not a negative reaction
3: I, i'm i'm with you phil i, I, I this this looked uh, interesting for me and i i like interesting enough to make me want to like to want to see more yeah i'm with this you. did that for you i i don't know it's just like the way that it was like the the way that they approached it i don't know like the the shots and like the way the way he looks i don't know it, it's it's interesting i'm really i'm really surprised by that
2: uh, that that seems wild to me if i wanted to see an old man in clown makeup <laughs> run i'd go get a mirror and take a jog <laughs> I feel like I've seen this
3: before, New York.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually—it's
3: not actually uh, Phoenix. It's just uh, a man in the street.
1: Yeah, this isn't from the movie, is it? This is like actually just something from—this is like, just New York, one like, thirty-fifth Street or whatever.
0: Yeah. At first, I was thinking, like, man, could you imagine being just in the streets of New York and seeing this kind of craziness? And then I realized, like, no, this is actually normal. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, maybe, okay. maybe that's what this is. Maybe that, that's like like they just like had him run around the streets going like wild for some reason, and actually have people chasing. <laughs> well, I mean, you can be I mean, as authentic I as possible. Like it sounds like it.
2: Well, I mean, you can see like the you know the buses and the the old cars around, yeah. and yeah. so um, it's it's pretty clearly meant to be part of a set
1: that That makes me think of the time when someone broke through the midtown comics window in New York uh, <laughs> the, the thought yeah. was well shit it's New York maybe
0: <laughs> yeah so let's let's talk about uh Joker's other half let's talk about harley Quinn um, <clears throat> we now know the title of the birds of prey film and it's Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Now the internet is a buzz about this title because Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn don't typically go together. Uh, Harley Quinn is not a member of that team, so she's essentially co-opting the Birds of Prey film. Uh, and obviously, that's a quite the long title. Uh, what do you guys think about this? It sounds like it's going to be a film based around Harley Quinn kind of becoming her own person separate from the Joker. But does that take away from the Birds of Prey?
1: Um, A little bit, actually, to me. But I think the reality is this, yeah. this is a, a viable marketing ploy for Warner Brothers because Harley Quinn is... In their top five most recon- recognizable names and characters in their entire brand, in their entire you know universe, as it were, uh, most people do not know a single Birds of Prey character. Most people do not know what the Birds of Prey are outside of the name for an animal.
2: I w- I would say I would say they probably know who the Birds of Prey are, but separately, not as the group.
1: I don't. I don't. I think most people don't even know that. The Birds of Prey as a comic book or a team. Nope. I, I don't think most people have any any you know sense of that. I, but I agree. Who, but people know who Harley Quinn is, for sure. Harley Quinn is in the zeitgeist. And she has been for some time. Um, so I think this is Warner Brothers sticking one of their most recognizable characters into a not super recognizable IP.
0: I think that's a fair point. It's going to help this movie... Do um, numbers, for sure. But where's Batgirl? She's not She's not spoken about in this... Um, in what this movie's supposedly about. Uh, it's got Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya trying to rescue Cassandra Kane from Black Mask. Why not include Batgirl? Does that not sell the movie? Isn't that cool?
1: Cassandra Kane is Batgirl.
0: Is she,
2: though? Because she's been cast... Um, already too. I've seen stuff floating around that it's um,
0: Ella J Basco's playing the
2: It's game. it's the the guy who played Rufio in Hook. It's his like daughter oh. or niece or something. Okay. Dante Basco, that's his name. Um, yeah, I mean, similar. You know, you 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 said that. You know, it seems like Harley Quinn is co opting the Birds of Prey thing. I think they did the same with Joker and Suicide Squad. Like it just it makes sense.
1: <laughs> it ended up not working out for a Suicide Squad but I, I totally get your point um, well
0: I, I would actually argue that I guess it worked really well actually that, that movie did very well the, no, no that the no, Joker got an
2: Academy Award
0: <laughs> that it wasn't the Joker parts that made that movie what it was it was actually the, the Batman parts <laughs> there weren't <laughs> enough of them uh, it was the parts with the Enchantress that made that movie kind of rough
2: Right, but they sold it on the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the- yeah, I was, I was disagreeing with Phil. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, I don't even remember what I said. So fair enough. <laughs> 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 um, uh, that's a good point, Sean. Actually, though, about Batgirl, because Batgirl is also super uh not not as recognizable as Harley Quinn, but uh, a lot of people do know who Batgirl I, is. No, I don't think that's true at all.
2: I think she's. Probably not as recognizable as Harley Quinn, but she's very recognizable.
1: I think no, Phil I, just said that. I did say that.
2: <laughs>
0: Listen, Phil, hang on. Shut up. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> I love how Kale uh, uh, was like taking this really defensive stance. And it's like. He <laughs> already chose the emotion. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Go ahead, We all know this is a bunch of disingenuous bullshit. <laughs>
1: there it is. Um. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I'm surprised they're not. Uh, mar- Maybe they'll market her more when they actually start having, uh, you know, start producing the film and everything. If
0: Cassandra Kane is Batgirl in this movie, that I'm very, very disappointed because the idea that she's just captured by Black Mask doesn't sit well with me at all. That's not the way that I want to see. Especially
2: not Cand- Cassandra Kane.
0: Exactly. That's that's just not the way that I want to see this character debut on film I, 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 just because she gets captured doesn't mean she can't be strong and what we know her to be but I don't get why this is the way to bring her into the fold
2: but I, I also think this actress is super young so I don't think she's going to be bad girl like I think she's like 8, nine, ten, maybe oh Jesus
1: is that
0: true? Yeah. I, I, I mean, well let's see yes picture, it is true it's absolutely yeah, the, true
2: the picture I saw of it was she's she looks super young so
1: she's probably you have to assume she's not Batgirl, girl right
2: i wonder i wonder if one bad girls cast yet that's probably also why they're not marketing that marketing it from that angle but if we don't see that i wonder if we'll get oracle because that's also uh you know that's
3: like the next batgirl
2: thing I, well it's 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 Barbara Gordon's main role in the Birds of Prey. Right.
1: I, I, like, I like Oracle a lot. That's kind of my preferred iteration of Barbara Gordon. There's probably a little bit of bias there since I um, grew up reading comics with her primarily as Oracle. But uh, I think if you're making a Birds of Prey movie, 100% Barbara Gordon has to be Batgirl.
2: I would rather see Barbara Gordon as Batgirl and then make that transition... But I, I mean, I like Oracle a lot.
0: I kind of don't want to see her go from Batgirl to Oracle because something has to bring her there. And uh, if it's what they did in the comics, like, I don't have a problem with what happened in the comics, but I don't want to see that in a movie. Um,
1: that had a ton of negative publicity the last three
0: years. I know. Uh but the other way around, I'm actually cool with. And the reason why I'm cool with her going from Oracle to Batgirl is because Gail Simone did an incredible job of telling that story in uh, The New 52. So I, I would love to see that story told. It also makes a lot of sense when you consider the way that the DC film universe is constructed because Batman is apparently separated from the Bat family. So it would make sense to me that, okay... Batgirl's Oracle. That's why she's not in the streets. Nightwing is in Bloodhaven, whatever, and then she reemerges for whatever her reasons are to become Batgirl again. All
1: right. Uh, fair enough. Uh, th- but can we comment on the title? I guess because it sucks. It's no, I don't really think so. Bad.
0: Really, really bad.
1: Kelly, okay, you don't think so that it, it sucks? You don't think it sucks, or you don't think we should comment on it?
2: Uh, I don't think we should comment yep. on All it. All right. No, I don't. Um, I don't hate it. I I mean, you know, if it's a Harley Quinn movie, which is clearly what they're doing, then it's fine.
1: All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Cal.
0: It's too long. Uh, there's There's got to have been a way to, to get Harley Quinn's name in there and not do that.
1: Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Well, I mean, like, you're
2: not going to walk up to the, the ticket counter <laughs> and say the fantabulous emancipation of... Harley Quinn, you're just going to go, you're going to go up and you're going to say, well, if you go up to the ticket counter and all and don't order your uh, tickets online, like some kind of fucking barbarian, but you're going to say, yeah, let me get one for
0: the Harley Quinn movie because you're sad and alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if the you in this, in this uh, scenario is moi, then that would be incorrect because uh, I never go to the movies alone anymore. Well, you just did in this scenario, so what's your problem?
1: I'll have one for the 70. sounds like
2: you're sad and alone to me.
1: I'll have one for the cute clown girl movie, please. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute! <laughs> I, wait,
3: hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait! I, I forgot Ewan McGregor is gonna be Black Mask. Yo, I'm in for this movie.
1: Oh, I forgot oh, who's yeah, gonna be right. Black Mask? McGregor. Ewan McGregor.
3: Right. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this them.
3: It can have whatever stupid
2: title it wants. Ewan McGregor's in it. Yeah, I don't care. Shit, <laughs> No, sure e- that.
0: Ewan. Ewan McGregor. Ewan? Is it not Ewan? Ewan? Owen? It's, it's Ewan. It's not Owen. It's Owen. It's Owen. Owen Wilson.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Listen, I'd watch that movie too. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Oh,
0: well, could you hit me with that again?
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: And the birds of prey. Wow. Ray. <laughs> and the birds of
1: back Wow, that's a cute clown girl.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Ugh, <laughs> uh, all right. Wow. Um, the ship is so sinking. Earlier... <laughs> Ship's been sinking for about 100 episodes now. <laughs> accurate. Near yeah, my god Earlier in this uh, episode, Phil talked about how he was excited for Sideways. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news because DC... It's canceling Sideways.
1: Oh, god jeez.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, so, not only are they canceling Sideways, but they're canceling The Curse of Brimstone, uh, which leaves only Silencer damage and the Terrifics of the New Age of Heroes initiative books. So, uh, Sideways will end with issue 13.
1: Okay, that's a good run.
0: Um, although... The solicitation is is noting that it's the final chapter of his story for now, which obviously could mean a lot of things. Team book. Team book, Walmart book. Who knows, right? Could go a lot of different ways. Uh, what's interesting to me about this is not only the fact that Sideways is the most talked about character to come out of this whole thing. Yeah. But also that New Age of Heroes was promoted as being this huge creator-first initiative that has now almost failed entirely.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, with the exception of...
1: The Terrifics.
2: Three three
0: titles, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a drag. Um, and
0: of those three, I think ter- Terrifics people uh, seem to like, but Damage, I've heard only negative things yeah, about. Yeah, same. I, I read like an issue of it. It's
3: it's odd.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of surprised that Sideways hasn't lasted longer.
3: And and that's the thing is like I've heard good things about Sideways specifically, and yep. for some reason for them, it's weird to think that even though it is a sleeper hit, that DC, DC won't roll with it, especially considering it is a creator first sort of series and like line.
1: I can't speak to the quality of the whole series because I only read the annual, but this this kind of thing happens where. A book gets a lot of buzz from the community and it doesn't last. Uh some books that come to mind are Superior Foes of Spider Man, which was uh very much beloved by the community. Did not last. Uh it got a good healthy run, it went to like thirty issues, but you know, ultimately it did not last. Uh, I, or books I think it was like thirty, yeah. I could be wrong. Uh, a book like Prez only went like 10 issues, and that book had a ton oh, that's of positive right. buzz. Uh, Omega Men, which was supposed to be an ongoing, Tom King, yep. that only went like, what, 10 issues? Um, and that book was on a lot of people's you know best of 2015 polls. So it, it happens where a book gets a lot of buzz from the community, but because it's not being bought beyond a niche base, it doesn't last. It gets the X.
2: I think, and I think part of the problem with most of these books, with the exception of uh the terrifics and probably the immortal men. The champions, the I guess.
1: Men.
2: Yeah, the immortal men was one of them. Was it the all Challengers? The Challengers, thank you. Yeah. Um they're all the other uh books are based on new characters. Yes. And so I think, so I think there, you know, you it's that stigma of not being able to introduce a new character without, you know, uh, seeing some sort of hit, um, because nobody's gonna buy a new character for the most part. Doesn't matter how good the book is.
0: If you put, not all of these creative teams, because some of these I really don't care about, but if you put a few of these creative teams on any other character, I'd buy it.
1: Yeah. That's that's the that's the thing, right? Is uh, readers don't trust new characters for a couple of reasons. One, oh. they're new, and two, a lot of times a reader thinks, "Why should I get attached to this? It's not going to last." And clearly, rightfully so.
0: But what's so stupid, what's so dumb about that way of thinking? And I'm guilty. I just admitted to it. Is that I'll buy an image, an image number one, with all new characters. All the time. Yep. But if it's a superhero comic, I don't do it. Yeah, I don't get it.
2: Well, and I wonder, I wonder if they knew this was coming, and they put like Grant Morrison on the annual,
1: right? Try to save it. Just
2: to to well, not necessarily to save it, but to see how it would do and to see the response around it. And I think that's why on issue thirteen on the solicits, you 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 do actually see this isn't the last chapter, you know, because. If that annual sold well and got good buzz, then they 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 might use him later on.
1: Mm. Um, I think I think probably DC recognizes the potential of Sideways as a character, um, and they will probably find a way to utilize him somewhere else to get him a little more recognition.
0: Good strategy if yeah. that's what they do.
1: So we'll see. But it's a it's a bummer um, that 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 annual was whack. In a good way. Um, I would have liked to see where they went.
0: I don't think
3: we've seen the last of Sideways. (laughs) Sean, I really thought you were going to say, I don't think that's what
0: whack means. (laughs) All right, Marco. Uh, (laughs) So, um, Detective Comics is about to celebrate a huge milestone. Because Detective Comics 1000. Again, didn't we just do this? We did it with Superman. We did it with Action Comics. Uh, okay, okay. Now we're doing it with Detective Comics. So this March, Detective Comics will be uh, getting a 96-page anthology issue and Ooh. a big hardcover edition collecting Batman stories from across the character's history as a companion edition. They did the same thing with Action Comics.
1: I'm going to buy that, 100%. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. The big one? Yeah, I I dig that shit. I got the Superman one upstairs. I'm gonna get the uh, I'm at 100. Oh, the did you end numbers. up getting? Yeah,
2: I didn't know you. I didn't know you got it.
1: Yeah, I mentioned it on the show the week after. Oh, you know what? I got it a little bit later. That's why. You're right. Okay. Makes sense. But I did. Get I, it.
2: Yeah, I Yeah, I knew you got the the thousand, but I didn't know you got the. Uh,
1: I did. Yeah. The hardcover. I did. Yeah. It's, um, I might have posted to the Instagram back when I got. it. I don't remember, but um. I'm definitely getting this. This is the, I I uh one of my favorite things about comic books is the history. Uh and I think that's why uh I uh, a part of the reason I'm so interested in Grant Morrison is cuz Grant Morrison also has a real admiration for the history of the of the art form. Um Batman has the most colorful history of maybe any character in comic books and that reflects in Grant Morrison's 6 year run uh i would 100% get this also in a, in in addition to that batman uh has so many good writers over his entire history good creative teams in a way that a lot of characters don't um <sighs> are you kidding me i'm definitely getting this
0: uh i i'm with you phil i really want to get this we'll see uh what books or what uh stories are going to include in this, um, but uh, on its face, it's a, it's great. I feel how you how you feel about Superman. I probably feel about Batman. So this is for me for sure. Um, the major story coming out of this announcement, though, is really that they're introducing the video game character, the Arkham Knight, into Whoa, uh, decent that's proper cool. canon. Isn't that just Jason
1: Todd? Yes.
0: It
2: is Jason Todd. Oh. Oh yeah.
1: You, you who know who got mad about this? Uh, fellow pal Pete Bessie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I yeah, I I read this and went, "Wait, hold the fuck on."
0: Like <laughs> it, I mean it's not going to be Jason Todd in the book. Oh, it's not. Um Well, it could I, be. Mean, I mean, I I'm, I'm I'm saying I, I guess I said that with with knowledge, but I don't know. Um Probably the teas the tease says that the issue will feature a core story that will reveal a never-before-seen iteration of the Ark of Night, so that leads me to believe that it's not going to be Jason Todd. Also considering the fact that Jason Todd already has a character yeah. that's fully developed in the books and would make no sense for him to be this character. Right. So. Do you think it'll be Nightwing Rick Grayson? Do you think it'll be
2: Rick,
1: <laughs> Rick Grayson? Hey, hey,
0: yeah. Do you think it'll be Rick Grayson? It could be. Ugh. The- That'd be awful, but it could be.
1: Uh, Do you remember when Teen Titans was running uh, in its original run, and there was that character Red X, I think it was called, in that show? Yeah. yeah, Every single person was like, God, where are they going to introduce Red X into the comics? Well, here's Arkham Knight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Red X was dope.
1: Thanks, Marco. (laughs) Uh,
2: I I mean, he's not wrong.
1: (laughs) But, um... I have no issue with this. I have no issue with the Arkham Knight character. I had no issue with the Arkham Knight game. Uh, and what I said when I originally saw this, because uh, in the case of Pete, he was he was annoyed by it. It, it doesn't matter. Um, this character might not even last outside of this story arc. Yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah, I I I also am annoyed by this.
1: Oh, all right. I, God, I
2: don't I don't like I don't like Jason Todd though, so he can just fuck right off.
1: I'll jab at you now, then, nerd. Okay.
0: I don't think it'll be Jason Todd. I think the Arkham Knight is a very bad name. Uh, it works okay. <laughs> it, it it works it works fine in a video game where the title of the game is Arkham Knight, and they can play off that because of whatever. Yeah. But I think as a comic book character, that's just not a good name. Um, what if they title the book Arkham Knight?
1: That's going to be in no, Detective they, Comics.
0: Damn.
2: <laughs> detective Comics Arkham Knight. Arkham oh, Knight. there you
3: go. You
2: idiot
1: I don't know.
0: Who will I read it? Yes.
1: Who 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 will be writing Detective at that point?
0: Peter Tomasi.
1: It will still be uh, Tomasi?
0: Yeah. No thanks.
3: <laughs> not a Tomasi <laughs> guy. I, he like he took over for Superman Wonder Woman, like the the book where they like they were a couple after Charles Soule. And like yep. I not I could not get into his writing.
2: Well,
0: I mean, Me that's too? because
3: that concept
0: was trash. Uh, Whoa, know, no. Man. Charles Soule's Charles Sol- run was very uh, good. Uh, yeah. Okay,
2: that's fine. You can go to the dump and find something good every now and then, but that concept was still trash. I,
1: I, I'm with you, Marco. Uh, I also did not care for his Superman run, which is like uh, kind of blasphemous since so many people love Peter Tomasi's right. Superman run. Uh, I can't get into his writing either. I think it's um, uninspired.
2: Yeah, I think it's really interesting because he was right before Bendis, right? He did yeah. all the bringing back the the classic Superman and Lois and and John Kent.
1: He did the old midwestern type thing. Yeah, I, I liked it on the face value, but like uh, the story executions, I just couldn't get into. Like premise wise, third, but writing, I ah, just couldn't couldn't get into it.
0: All right, so Phil mentioned earlier being a big fan of the old comics, you know, old-day comics, the history of this medium. And uh, I want to talk about that here. Because uh, DC, in conjunction with their big celebration for Detective Comics that we talked about already, coming in March, had solicited uh, the Detective Comics before Batman, issues. They were going to hmm. release volumes 1 and 2 of Before Batman. What Detective Comics was like before Batman first appeared in uh, issue 27, 27. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of people were very interested in seeing this because most people haven't seen this before. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Uh, and this is this is uh, Siegel and Schuster. Oh wow. Uh, among other people, but this is them.
1: Oh wow, okay. So
0: Right. Very cool, right? Guess what? It's not coming out. Why? The reason it's not coming out, which is our main topic, is because there is some very, very uh, racially charged content within the books.
1: 1938.
0: Yep. And so uh, the main topic, what I want to talk about is should comic book companies and other forms of media in general be whitewashing their histories by not releasing or re-releasing or allowing the purchase of books that could be offensive to others. Now, before you guys answer, I want to share with you uh, some pages actually (laughs) from this book because I want that to color your thoughts about um about you know about this subject oh, matter no. so I'm, I'm actually sending it to you guys here yeah so there it is and I want you to take a a, a quick look at that uh it, it's interesting <laughs> it's very interesting uh so in this issue again by Siegel and Schuster uh whenever the it's so there's a lot of Asian characters in the book and they're all villainous they're all they're all bad people um, in the book, and um, when they speak, all you see is uh, I don't even know how else to describe it, but like Asian characters, you know? Um, yeah, like language characters, uh which is very odd. And then when they speak to other people, like when they speak to uh, when they speak English, their English is awful, really bad. Like not, you know, you you can imagine. Um, we won't quote it. I mean, we can't. We won't. Yeah. Uh, so this, now I'm going to read a little bit from the Bleeding Cool article. Siegel and Schuster's Slam Bradley, who is the the, the hero of these, these issues, is always finding some inscrutable East Asian person to punch. Maybe DC Comics didn't want to advertise that as from the creators of Superman quite so much. Wait, you mean Pete of the East is actually Slam Bradley? <laughs> Pete of these. I want to <laughs> It's I a wanna secret get, identity <laughs> I want to get some fan art done Of Slam Bradley Of Pete as Slam Bradley That's all I want Just redo this one image we're going to link
3: to uh, To the article too Yes, the I, cover. I, I, yes. I really
1: like the name S- Slam Bradley For what it's worth
3: <laughs>
1: That is just, a,
3: an interesting name In and of
2: itself
0: yeah. It just makes me so uncomfortable Just all of yeah, this yeah, yeah. That's my favorite Uh, so this is, this is obviously some pretty heavy stuff. Should this be reprinted? So uh,
3: I, I, I like the spirit a lot and I have some of the older collections and the spirit itself, uh, his, his, his sidekick essentially is Ebony, Ebony white. And he's a black taxi driver and he's always portrayed as having, you know, uh, these, exaggerated fe- facial features he has the big lips he has big eyes he has you know like all, all, all this stuff right and it his purpose is specifically to be a black exploitation character in the context of this white working class superhero or like this white working class hero so i think that it's okay for them to reprint this but they should own up to the fact that and obviously you know there are varying degrees as to what is racially appropriate, and I'm sure they, there are some instances where you know the the older publications maybe have been censored in some way i I can't tell for sure, but uh I think releasing it as is, and knowing that you know this was a different time, I think that open that, that's a much more uh it's a much easier way to start a conversation than to try to hide stuff and be like, no, this is sort of what it what it is it it presented the way it was versus the way you want to see it.
2: Yeah, Warner Brothers did this uh I don't know, maybe 10 or so years ago when they released the uh the Looney Tunes collection. They, you know, at the beginning of of the the DVD, they they put out a statement that said, you know, uh when these um cartoons were released, there was a uh, an unfortunate, you know, attitude blah blah blah, racism. Uh, this, this, this is deeply unfortunate and we are very sorry about it. We f- are, we want to maintain the integrity of the animation, um, and put it here, uh, but we do want to, um, make it clear that these are not the the views of the the company and and so on and so forth.
1: They and also when they rerun those on boomerang those same disclosures come up. This is just anytime yeah. a, a 70-year-old uh, Looney Tunes cartoon plays uh, it's like you have to do that.
0: Um so go ahead.
1: Well, so I I think there th- these are obviously without even saying these are problematic uh, and, and the the way uh African American people and and Asian folks were portrayed in in 1940s comics, specifically, um, well documented how problematic that is. Um, I think that it's okay to reprint these stories with a similar disclosure for historical purposes. Uh these books happened ultimately uh for, for for all their warts um and you can't change that they happened uh in light of their racist portrayals, there's still merit to the stories in terms of their historical relevance um
3: <laughs> unless I, I think there's a an issue about just how like sneaky a certain races i mean, it depends
1: what the mean? story depends <clears throat> oh, oh oh yeah 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 i, I yeah, absolutely i i i am saying that even if the moral of the story or even the quality of the story is questionable there's still a historical significance to it because maybe it was historically significant 70 years ago you know what i mean there there's that aspect of it uh obviously I don't think kids should really be reading this outside of a history class, but I don't think kids would go out of their way to buy something like this regardless. There, I think they would take one look at the art period and be like, oh, this isn't for me. Obviously, in a history class, I think something like this actually should be taught. I, I think there's a lot to learn from something like that. I don't think you can really get rid of history, though.
0: because you. The thing is that you can.
1: Yeah, I know, but you shouldn't, I guess, is what I mean.
2: <laughs> right. I, I, I'm with Marco in that... It should be released, and with a a heavy, stern disclosure. Yeah, you know, an apology and a you know, this is flat wrong, and we are deeply sorry. I think my thing is though: is this a good time
1: for that? What what, to release it? You mean?
0: Yeah. Yes, because it's the one thousandth episode Uh, of issue of Detective Comics.
2: That's not what I'm talking about. Is this a good time in our re- society for this to be released?
1: If anything, yes. I would say it, I still think I, yes. I would say it's more important to release stuff like this. Yep.
2: You do so. You don't think this would be weaponized if, uh, you know, by alt riders by racists? I think.
3: Uh, I, right. I I I think it's it's already something that is recognized as being in the past and something that can't be reappropriated like reused because it is so like it's not the racism we're. I mean to some extent it's not the racism we're fighting anymore but uh, it is sort of it's not something that you're gonna go back to and be like haha you know we used to call you XYZ thing and nowadays it's not it's like uh, it, it, people and language has also evolved sure. So that, like no one no one says uh, never mind shit like but like no one <laughs> says this, like, like certain specific words to specific people like there there are ways that language grows even in the way that it hates its people. And I think that a lot of this is even passe.
1: No, I, 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 I think I think you're on to something, Kale. I think it would be weaponized in a sense that it would be like look at this liberal agenda releasing these books with some kind of PC warning at the beginning. That kind of thing. Where it's like, they're too sensitive to release uh something that isn't a big deal to begin with you know what I mean? That would be like the approach from
2: uh Yeah, we'll get we'll get Megan Kelly on her show being like, I just don't see look, like, what's wrong with blackface? That's what <laughs> that's what is that's what this book is all about.
1: <laughs> yeah, it proves my point. That's okay, yeah. Uh so I, I I do see uh people would have to care about uh old comic books, but uh I think it could be weaponized by the comics gate type folks, I guess. But I think regardless, there is, like I said, there's merit to releasing these books again. Uh, I, I I like the idea of what you and Marco both suggested, Kale, of having you know a, a kind of a stern uh, prelude of of you know what you're reading exactly uh, and why it is unacceptable. Uh, but like I said on the outset here. Uh, you can't get rid of the wards of bad history. I mean, you can. You can erase history. It's a bad thing to do. But I don't think you
0: should do that. So, in, in thinking about this, I was reminded of a similar incident that actually just happened. Where DC, yet again, uh, canceled a Shazam reprint. So, they were going to print reprint the Monster Society of Evil. And, of course, this is, is, is uh, supposed to be ahead of the film, which is releasing, uh, obviously, very soon. Um, and they had solicited it, and it was supposed to be coming out, uh, and it is no more. Now, CBR has the pages that in question that are, I mean, these are worse. These are worse than the pages from Detective. They're really, really bad, and I'll share them with you here. Um the Shazam and the Monsters of Monster Society.
2: The society. This, it, this book is it's from the 40s. recent, isn't it? It's from the 1940s. Yeah, from the oh, 40s. is it? I thought it was... I'm, I must be thinking of something else.
1: No, this is another uh, World War II era book.
0: And it, and it's awful. And it's depiction of black people and of uh, of Asian people. Really, really messed up stuff. Now, that being said, I do want to answer a question that you, you posed, Kale, about whether or not... Uh, these things could be weaponized, and the answer to me is the same as I would answer it with anything else. Um, you look at any piece of 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 storytelling any piece of fiction, even a you know what is alleged to be a historical text like the Bible people take these things and use them all the time, and the reality is that people will always find a way to use things that are precious and that don 't have inherent uh, neg- negative negative uh, energy about them, and use them to to bring harm and use them to hurt other people. Uh, but where that doesn't mean that we are supposed to shy away from those things because we are on the right side of this and we can we can look at this and understand and see it for what it's supposed to be.
1: Anyone that has a preconceived prejudice or or predisposition toward anything will uh, infer anything that relates to their own personal bias of something when they read or watch something. They'll watch something that could be completely innocuous and think that it somehow relates to something that is not so innocuous. Uh, right, because people's brains are weird, and even if people, even if the person doesn't have racist or sexist thoughts, they might have you know. Some liminal racist sexist thoughts, and they when they want something that that might be enabled, and that's that would be from a person that isn't proactively a prejudiced person. People that are proactively prejudiced are going to constantly look for things that reinforce their beliefs and material,
0: and they'll sometimes even see it where it isn't. That's there. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is clear cut in what it is, um, but again, it's something really really old. And even me, as a, as, a, as a person who is a minority, um, you know, yeah, it's, it, this is crazy. I mean, especially the Shazam stuff is just, like, off the wall. Um, but you know what? I want to see this, believe it or not. I want to yeah. see it because this is a part of our history. I want to see it because I need to know what the thought process was like back then. I need to know what the comic books were like back then. This is important to me. And I don't want this to be something that we just uh, sleep under the rug because you can't. It happened, and I don't think that anyone should shy away from that. If it's offensive to you, don't read it, obviously. But you know, for the sake of 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 our history and of understanding our history, I think this is important stuff.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I think that like that. I think like the the fun of reading. Not necessarily the fun of reading it, but like the fun of reading like something like the spirit is being able to see it in in two contexts of like a working class hero but also the way that you look at it from a historical perspective just like how do you, how are these characters represented overall um like even the spirit the way he's represented in relation to his socioeconomic class is way different right so uh yeah like it, it's it's interesting for what you can learn from it
0: absolutely um so i i guess my my other question is if if there were to be a group of people like let's say asian people because this detective comic stuff is like really awful towards them um if they were to uh, petition for this book to not be released would that change your opinion
1: that's a that's a tough one that's a good question
2: let Can I turn that question around to you, Sean, and I guess, you know, Marco as well, you know, as minorities who have been, you know, depicted in racist, shitty ways by shitty white people, if, you know, uh, black people and, and Hispanic people petition those, uh,
3: but you know, those books, would you, would you guys support that do you so uh it's interesting because it when i first thought about it from the perspective of it just uh it being asian people who wanted to prevent this i would sort of side uh, on on their behalf and, and because it is something that they don't want to they don't want to be perpetuated out and i can understand that but okay when you flipped it on me thinking about it like i would want it to be released like i would want to see that like i i want to sort of Visualize it and face it. Um, at for me, and so if there was a group of Ecuadorians who didn't want a book to come out because of the way it portrayed Ecuadorians, I don't. It's not something that I would want to be afraid of, and not something that I wouldn't want to be out there because, um, just something that like my aunt always says is like you you always be the better example. Um, don't be don't be the stereotype. And so I would want to I, w- I would want it to come out uh, because of the way that it depicted it, and because of the way that I'm not doing that. Um, but to Sean's question is if I would respect theirs, I would respect their decision because it's not something that I am involved in directly.
0: I wouldn't support any kind of boycott or petition for these books or any form of media that someone thought was offensive to not be released unless it was, um, and I don't even know that such a thing exists, but some kind of like, you know, if it was some kind of torture type of situation where it's depicting violence in, like, a really bad way towards a group of people or... Like a revenge Something like that we're Right, exactly. I'm not interested in that. But, um... This is comics. This is what comics and entertainment was like in 1937 or whatever. And, um... I think that this has every right to be seen uh, because of what we can learn and everything else that we already said. And I look at this as different than, uh... You know, of uh, maybe it was a year ago now, but uh, there was all that talk about taking down the 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 statues of the generals sure. from the Civil War, right? And um, I look at this as different than that because those are statues are monuments that celebrate yes. an individual from yeah. the past, and that I'm not with. But this is different because this is this is a time capsule, if you will, of what entertainment was like at a different time. And I look at those as separate.
1: Yes, I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, a statue is a, a celebrating. Just listen to the narrative of, of people that defended the, the preservation of those statues, particularly in southern states of the uh, of the United States. Uh, it was about culture, right? But what kind of culture are you trying to preserve if you want to uphold the statue of Robert E. Lee or something?
2: And especially especially in the case where, you know, most of those statues were built in the 20s and 30s, and they were hastily put together by very thin, shitty material so that they could be put up quickly.
1: Right. Um. Now, I guess to your question, Sean, and, and Kale, I'm glad you kind of uh, asked Marco and Sean, because you and I are clearly not... We're shitty white people. Uh, hmm. uh, Preach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I now the, the the question was if I, more or less if I was working for DC's publishing and there were people boycotting or protesting the republication of these books, would I pull them in 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 the context of you know like the Captain Marvel book? Um, I think my first course of action would actually to be to approach something like the NAACP for like a statement maybe. As like a compromise. Like having an organization uh that's as historic as something like the NAACP to comment on the on the racist portrayal of black people, I think would probably be a good compromise for publishing a historical piece like this.
0: I think that's a fair point, but as an individual person, right? Like just you, Phil Casey, you don't have that power. So I know. The question is: Would you support a petition to not see these books published if it was being run by people who are depicted in the book that have every right to be offended?
1: That's 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 a very difficult question, honestly. Uh, because I'm not a black person, I'm not a I'm not an Asian person, and so be real. Yeah, uh, I, I I I would have to kind of hedge here, and I would have to say like I support that protests in the sense that like i respect those feelings uh and if if the book were pulled as a result i would be a little bit disappointed in light of the fact that i would feel like history was being erased but i would also understand why it happened because i would i would be sympathetic to people that were uh maligned by the publication of these books um that's that's kind of how i feel it doesn't mean that i would support the book being pulled or canceled but if it were to happen i would understand why
2: yeah i think um I, i i agree um and i think i think i would also hope that at some point there is some sort of you know similar to what phil said some sort of compromise or, or some sort of different, different, uh, lens or different, different viewpoint that, you know, can be put on these documents, you know, that would make it, you know, bearable, you know, not, not palatable or tolerable, but, uh, uh, bearable, you know, for, for these people, um, because i think you know at at the end of the day you know like like we say they're the ones that were blind by by all of this so yeah i i i just like phil i think i would i would lean more toward listening to the victims more than the publisher
1: that said uh i i I think it's very important to highlight things like this because I think a lot of racism and bigotry come from ignorance uh and this is published yeah. proof of what shit was like in the thirties and forties i I'm not saying things are better now, but there's tangible proof of how how racist and how bigoted people were uh in a in a world where there are people who deny that the Holocaust happened or uh still defend that slavery wasn't that bad uh this is things like this or or movies like uh uh uh, what was it called there was a movie from like 1927 that basically was basically served as a ku Klux Klan recruitment film uh because it portrayed uh black people as being savages uh that really riled a lot of people up. I think it was called, like, uh, Inheritance or something. Uh, it's something like that. I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, things like... I don't know,
3: Phil. If Ye could get over slavery, I think we all could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I I think I think kids and, and even adults need to understand why we talk about race as often and how we do today.
0: Yeah, um... I I I don't know what I'm saying by saying this, and I don't even know if I should say it. But I think it's really interesting that
1: First of the Nation was the movie Kale
0: and what was First of the Nation? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I think it's really interesting that Kale and Phil took a harder stance on the idea of a petition. And siding with it than Marco and I did. It, uh, it,
1: it I, I don't want to speak for Kale, but it, it comes from a, for me it comes from a place of like I can't understand what it's like to be a minority and be maligned, and I try to be sympathetic to that.
3: Sure.
2: Yeah, I, I similarly, I, I, I come from a place where I, I. I would rather not have people uncomfortable because of something or a group of people, uh, you know, who, who are, uh, and not just uncomfortable because they're like seeing these makes me uncomfortable, but uh, like I w I wouldn't want the, 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 the pain of those, you know, uh, depictions put upon those people, you know, for just, you know a a book
1: yeah i don't when you put it that way it almost makes it seem like it's not worth it yeah
2: and that's and that's why i say you know hopefully hopefully at some point there would be another better way to put it out that you know frames it in a way that's bear bearable
0: so my last feeling on this um And then everyone, you know, if anyone has anything else they want to end with. But um, my last feeling on this is that when you see things like this, there isn't a packaging pretty enough or words that are good enough to take away from what this does to you. But my thought has always been that it is worth feeling those feelings and pushing through that to have that experience of seeing this for what it is, because I know that I cannot go through life. I won't be able to go through life not feeling uncomfortable. I, that's not possible. And so it's better for me to accept the world as it is and how, as, as it was and how it will be and learn my way of processing that and of living through that Um, rather than trying to shy away from that wherever possible, because the world isn't going to let me do that. And there's no amount of whitewashing or, you know, book burning. Not not that anyone's suggesting that Um, or any of those kinds of things that will make life for me as a minority easier, other than the world just getting better. I I guess, like,
3: just closing thoughts, I guess, would... Yeah it's uh it's more an empowerment i think to be able to see it um and so like for me in my own cultural context if there's any kind of his like a uh, media that is directed towards latin people and it's something that i want to experience because it's part of my history right but i can't speak for that same history for other people so in those i'm sort of like in a mixed place because I can sympathize with it and I can understand when maybe I feel uncomfortable and I can understand when other people feel uncomfortable within my own cultural context. It's I want to face that and I, I want to see it. And so it it depends and it's a case by case for me, but a lot of, uh, if it's for Latinx people, it's going to be for me regardless.
0: Yep. I stand with you on that 100%. So obviously that's a very hot button, uh, topic very sensitive topic so uh if you guys stuck with us through that thank you and i'm very interested to hear what you guys at home think about this subject matter uh so feel free to write in talk to us uh we are uh we are very accessible you can hit us up on social media if you'd like we're at the comics pals uh and you can write to us at the comics pals at gmail.com um about We can talk about anything, this or any other subject that we talked about in this or any other episode of this show. So feel free to write in. And, of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, you can drop us a comment, leave us a like, share this video with your friends, and subscribe to our channel. All of those things are free to do, and they help us out a lot more than they cost you. And we really appreciate it. So uh, with that, we're going to do some plugs. Kale. Thank you
2: guys so much for listening to another episode of Comics Pals. Um, you can find me and my comics at selfie.com slash panels publishing and on Comicsology under panels publishing. Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Toto into that's T O T O I N T O W. Uh, you can find Pete on, uh, the video game pals with Sean on Sundays. Um, he does, uh, let's plays with Thompson, uh, through the week at some point through the week.
0: Um, I know they're the playing, video, uh- Monday through Thursday, on the Video Game Pals uh, YouTube page.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, read. Um, I know they're playing. Uh, Let's go, Eevee, And uh, for for my purposes, it uh, has made me want to take a second look at the the game. So, um, awesome. That, you know, seems seems like a a, a worthy endeavor. Um, he's also on uh, the Pots Cast with um, Loot, uh, loot Pots, right? Uh, loot, loot Pots, Loot, loot, pots? loot, loot yeah. pots, yeah. Um, you can find him on that podcast, um, and if you need to uh, find a better place to get all that information, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at loud underscore pete.
0: Uh, hit up Pete for all of your questions about the East. That's right, <laughs> all your all your no, East needs.
1: We had a very sensitive topic there, and I really wish we could have had Pete's contribution. <laughs> <laughs> he would have
0: known how how they felt. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> The ambassador of the East. The Eastmaster. <laughs> I love it so much.
2: I, I, I wish that bit died last week. <laughs> It'll never die.
0: That's the thing. Uh, that's his title so, now. Go ahead.
1: <clears throat> um, uh, I'd like to plug uh, my social media accounts, which are uh, at Cyborg Bebop on Twitter and Instagram. and uh, I'd also like to plug... Mr. Clean, who helps clean our floors,
2: very nice. Uh, is, that, Marco. Is, that a, is that a sex thing? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. You think he's just? Are, are you just into him or
3: Mr. Clean? Um, and you can find me at Mr. Marco Animoto on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can also find my comic. Ah, uh, if you go to my Instagram page, uh, it's in my profile link, and it's also on the uh, about the pals or meet the pals page uh, on our website, Thecomicspals.com and recently i read frankenstein texas it's on our instagram i made a little highlight of it and uh, it was a cool book uh really interesting i really like the art and uh go check it out like
2: phil i can just go to hr and get his phone number for you if you like, want to take as him on a date for me something.
0: i am on twitter and instagram <laughs> at sean soapbox hit me up to talk about anything that you want to talk about and with that we're the comic spouse signing off take care guys
2: See you next week. Bye. I
0: I
1: would never sexualize Mr. Clean.
2: I'm I'm not talking about sexualizing. I'm just saying, like, I can go get his number and you can ask him for coffee. I I can't believe Phil wants to fuck our janitor.